Hey, hey friend, it's MJ Gordon. Welcome, today I'm gonna to be sharing with you five healthy alternatives to coffee and soda. But before we get started, please make sure you hit the thumbs up button so I can continue to create more videos just like this. So if you're like me, you could use a little boost every once in a while. But if you're like me, you might also be recovering from chronic or adrenal fatigue. The good news is there are definitely some healthy alternatives that'll give you that boost that you're looking for without completely derailing your recovery. And in my opinion, whether or not you're trying to recover from chronic or adrenal fatigue, choosing the healthier route is better for our body, leaves us feeling better, and comes with many benefits. So the first healthy alternative to caffeine and soda, specifically if you're looking for that energy boost, would be caffeine products. So I never knew of anything that contained caffeine that was not in liquid form aside from chocolate until Run Gum sent me some of their gum. I was quite surprised the kick that I experienced with the Run Gum because there are only 50 milligrams of caffeine in each piece. This might be because chewing gum is not something I typically do around eating food, hence my stomach is typically more or less empty, which allows the caffeine to run through my bloodstream more efficiently, giving me a more emphasized experience. But 50 milligrams really is comparable to one cup of black coffee. This is not to be confused with something like, say, a Starbucks latte. A regular Starbucks latte runs about 150 milligrams of caffeine. That's equivalent to drinking three cups of black coffee. And it's a lot of caffeine, but most coffee drinkers are used to drinking this amount or more on a regular daily basis. What I liked about the Run Gum option is that you're able to get the caffeine in micro doses compared to the Starbucks latte. You can also opt out of the acidity, sugar, cream, frequent bathroom breaks for some of us. And Run Gum also infuses vitamin B6 and 12, as well as taurine. Taurine is generally regarded as an amino acid, but it's different because it's not primarily used to build protein in our bodies. Now they use this as a stimulant in these products, but there's no science to show that it actually helps affect our energy. Now, one thing I did discover when using Run Gum was it didn't always sit well with my stomach. Again, could be because I use Usually chew it closer to an empty stomach, but also because the 50 milligrams of caffeine felt really strong for me. I'm not a daily caffeine drinker. I wanted something more mild on my energy levels as well as my gut. That's when I ran into Good Day Chocolates. Each piece has 20 milligrams. Technically four pieces is considered a serving. And I love how they taste. They taste literally like M&Ms. They're really easy to travel with and really easy to just pop a couple in when I need a little boost. And they also have taurine, vitamin B6 and 12 as well. The only difference is they're amped up on the B6 and 12 with 588% of the daily needed value in the B6 compared to Run Gum that only has 110% and 1,250% of the B12 compared to Run Gum's 50%. Now this makes a big difference because vitamin Bs are known to significantly help with low energy levels. Now the last product I have on this list is Viter or Viter Energy, and I thought it was worth mentioning even though I haven't tried it myself because it has such amazing reviews on Amazon. I've considered giving this one a try as soon as I use up my Good Day Chocolates, and I like that it's mint because then you get fresh breath too. So each mint contains 40 milligrams of caffeine, 210% of your daily B6 requirements and 880% of your B12. So it runs right in between the Run Gum and the Good Day Chocolates. The only difference is this product does not have taurine. Now, while we're on the topic of vitamin Bs, this comes number two on my list for the reasons mentioned earlier. Just taking a simple vitamin B complex should help boost your energy levels. I can say for myself, it was really helpful when I was going through severe chronic fatigue. Now, if you're gonna take B12 as an isolated supplement, it's recommended that you take it in the form of methylcobalamin 
toluene because it makes it more easily absorbable. This was the last I heard at least. I'm sure there are other forms of absorbable vitamin B12. I haven't done current research on it, but according to Men's Health, you should stay away from the drinks because it's inflated. These percentages of 2,000, 8,000% can't be completely absorbed in one sitting. So most of it, you end up donating to the toilet. So the third alternative I have on my list is herbal teas. While I personally don't feel like teas affect me as much in terms of a boost in my energy, yerba mate is a different story. With 85 milligrams of caffeine per cup, Yerba Mate far exceeds any other herbal tea out there as far as caffeine goes. Healthline also states that Yerba Mate comes with amazing benefits, such as being loaded with antioxidants and nutrients. It protects against infection and supposedly in high doses can deactivate E. coli. It also helps lower blood sugar, but because of this, I'm not sure if this would go well if you are suffering from extreme chronic or adrenal fatigue. If your chronic or adrenal fatigue is due to low cortisol production, I'm not sure you want your cortisol to be lower even more. I didn't have much luck finding an explanation on the web, so I will probably have to find an expert in the future to get some clarity on this. A couple teas I'd like to mention that I felt were extremely supportive during my healing and even up to this day is holy basil and ashwagandha. Holy basil makes me feel really happy. It supports the nervous system and ashwagandha really helps regulate cortisol levels. So if you have any kind of fatigue, whether it's moderate or mild adrenal or chronic fatigue, this is going to help you. And whether or not you have fatigue, it's just going to help make you feel good. Holy basil and ashwagandha are considered adaptogens, which means they stabilize the glands that are related to our stress response. So either way, you're going to get some benefits drinking it. I have to say they're really pleasant too. Alternative number four that I have on my list is kombucha. This is one of my personal favorites. And while kombucha doesn't have any caffeine or B12 levels that are sufficient enough to consider, something about it really makes you feel lifted. At least it does for me. And what I'm thinking here is that because I typically drink my kombucha with a meal. The extra probiotic boost helps my system digest, leaving me feeling less sluggish than I normally would without it. But it's also got that fizzy, sugary drink kind of experience, which reminds me a lot of soda. And if you're used to drinking soda or have had any experience at all drinking soda on a regular basis, that little pep seems a little bit ingrained. And I'm wondering if that response is not just a triggered response of drinking a fizzy, sugary drink that reminds you of drinking soda, which used to give you a caffeine boost. So you just sort of have a placebo effect. Either way, if you're looking for a healthier alternative to soda, it's worth giving kombucha a try. Now, I know many people are turned off to kombucha because they've had a bad experience or they've had one that tastes too vinegary, or maybe their friend has tried giving them one that they made at home and it's not quite as good as some of the other ones out there. But let me assure you, all kombuchas are not made alike. So if you've had a bad experience with one or a few, let me encourage you to give more a try because if you find one that works, it's really worth having this as an alternative to soda. The next thing on my list is electrolyte drinks for hydration. An article by the USDA did a study between 2005 and 2008 stating that most people ages two or above drink an average of 3.9 cups of water a day. Compare this to Mayo Clinic's recommended 11 and a half cups to 15 and a half cups per day. Most of us are severely dehydrated and we don't even know it. This is important because our body is made up of 75 plus percent water. And if we're not replenishing that water, then we're dehydrating ourselves, causing our system to get backed up, losing elasticity, not being able to cleanse properly. If you think about it, aside from air, water is the most immediate resource that we need available to us almost all the time in order to survive. That's why we have to take it seriously. So my go-to for electrolyte drinks is young coconut water. My favorite is Harmless Harvest. 
They're supposed to be more fresh. They're also a really nice blend of the Thai coconut and the regular green coconut, which gives it a little sweeter flavor. Dr. X informs us that coconut water has decent amounts of potassium, calcium, and magnesium, and quite sufficient amounts of sugars, proteins, and omega-6. Now, before I started the adrenal fatigue diet, I really gravitated towards coconuts. And I believe that boost in sugars gave me a quick pick-me-up, but also it has that blend of healthy proteins and fats. Now you do have to watch out for sugars because when I did consume too much, I would really feel that crash. Eventually during the process of healing adrenal fatigue, I had to get rid of all sugars in general, including coconut water. But I have to say, if you aren't in severe or chronic fatigue states, I wouldn't mind mixing some coconut water with that healthy meal of resistant starches, fats, and proteins. Just like the kombucha, I think that little sugar kick could be really good in giving you the energy boost if you're exerting a lot of energy or a lot of brain power. And when mixed with the resistant starches and fats and proteins, it'll help time-lapse that digestion so you're not significantly adjusting your blood sugar levels. Steady blood sugars are key if you have any kind of adrenal fatigue. We made it to the last alternative on my list, and since we've been talking about hydration, I had to add naturally alkalized water. Not only does staying hydrated give us the benefits we mentioned, having quality alkalized water neutralizes the acid in our bloodstream. Now, even though our pH should be a little bit acidic, if you run too acidic, you can run into problems like low energy, inflammation, low immunity, and disease. I always say if you want to feel really healthy and if you especially want to support your system to heal or recover from chronic or adrenal fatigue, you really got to watch those blood sugars and your pH balance. Naturally, alkaline water is actually really rare to find because you want something that comes from a true spring or volcanic water. Essentially what happens is the water travels through rock and alkalizing minerals, which gives it that natural alkalinity. Waiakea Springs website talks about how artificial ionized water has less minerals, tricking our body into thinking it's getting those alkaline minerals while actually creating a nutrient deficiency. It's literally stripping our body from its minerals. A lot of the bottled spring waters are just tap water devoid of nutrients aside from chemical additives and tend to produce more acidity instead of alkalinity. So I'm gonna be real with you. Real spring water or volcanic water can be quite expensive. So one of the easiest ways to alkalize your water is to add lemon, a pinch of baking soda, or a pinch of sea salt. So I want to thank you for watching this video. Remember to make sure to hit the thumbs up if you like this video and be sure to subscribe if you want more content on how to level up your energy so you have more time and freedom. I will see you next time. Ciao.